Welcome to the Recording Library of West Texas Award-Winning Book Club. On this show, we feature fiction books that have recently won literary awards. We'll discuss writing style, characters, plot, and more aspects connected with this month's featured book, along with some fun questions. Now welcome our host, staff, and volunteers from the Recording Library of West Texas for our award-winning book club. Okay, this is Trish, and we're here for our December edition of the RLWT Award-Winning Book Club. Trish is here, <laughs> and uh, I'll start with my left. Patrick. Denisa. Becky. Iris. Okay, and we're here. This is the December, so this is the end of 2019, and our last book that we're going to discuss, and then we'll talk about January later on. We're going to start with this book won the Rita Award for Mainstream Fiction with a Romantic Theme. I think I said that correctly. Somebody's going to read. Denise is going to read the information about the Rita Awards. The Rita Award is the most prominent award for English language romance fiction. It is presented by Romance Writers of America, RWA. The purpose of the Rita Award is to promote excellence in the romance genre by recognizing outstanding published novels and novellas. It is named for the RWA's first president, Rita Clay Estrada. Procedure. The Rita Award opens for entries in the fall. Entrants must supply five printed books by the posted deadline. Each title is judged by five separate judges during the preliminary round. Finalists are announced in mid-March. Winners are announced at the annual awards ceremony held on the last day of RWA's National Conference, which is normally held in July. Winners receive a gold statuette. Book editors receive a plaque. Of the 13 categories for prizes, this one was the winner of mainstream fiction with a central romance category. Thank you very much. So no cash prize. No cash prize. I'm not entering. No. (laughs) (laughs) Even if I could make up a good romantic story, not interested (laughs) if there's no cash prize. Okay. So I'm being jaded and mean. Um, It is the holiday season. Yes. (laughs) Joy. Scrooge. Yes. Oh, I am this year. Uh, Okay. Let's go to the, about the author. Kristen Higgins is a New York Times, USA Today, Wall Street Journal, and Publishers Weekly best-selling American author of contemporary romance and women's fiction. She's a three-time winner of Romance Writers of America's Rita Award and a five-time nominee for the Kirkus Prize for Best Work of Fiction. Higgins is from Durham, Connecticut. Before writing, she worked in advertising and public relations. She lives with her firefighter husband and two children in Connecticut. She holds a B.A. in English from the College of the Holy Cross. Kristen Higgins is the New York Times, USA Today, Wall Street Journal, and Publishers Weekly, best-selling author of 19 novels, which have been translated into more than two dozen languages and sold millions of copies worldwide. Her books have received dozens of awards and accolades, including starred reviews from Kirkus, the New York Journal of Books, Publishers Weekly, Library Journal, People, and Booklist. Her books regularly appear on the list for best novels of the year. Kristen is also a co-host of the Crappy Friends podcast, which discusses the often complex dynamics of female friendships with her friend and fellow writer, uh, Joss Day. The proud descendant of a butcher and a laundress, Kristen lives in Connecticut with a heroic firefighter husband. They own several badly behaved pets 
and are often visited by their entertaining and long-leashed children. Cool. And then, uh, so that's about Kristen, our winner, and she's a very prolific writer. That's the only thing that's not really included in that is that she has written so many books. And now the book summary. New York Times bestselling author Kristen Higgins welcomes you home in a funny, emotionally charged, must-read novel about the complications of life, love, and family. One step forward, two steps back. The tough scholarship that put Nora Stewart on the path to becoming a Boston medical specialist was a step forward. Being hit by a car and then overhearing her boyfriend hit on another doctor when she thought she was dying? Two major steps back. Injured in more ways than one, Nora feels her carefully built life cracking at the edges. There's only one place to land, home. But the tiny main community she left 15 years ago doesn't necessarily want her. At every turn, someone holds the prodigal daughter of Scupper Island responsible for small-town drama and big-time disappointments. With a tough islander mother who's always been distant and a wild child sister in jail, unable to raise her daughter, a withdrawn teen as eager to ditch the island as Nora once was, Nora has her work cut out for her if she's going to take what might be her last chance to mend the family. But as some relationships crumble around her, others unexpectedly strengthen. Balancing loss and opportunity, a dark event from her past with hope for the future, Nora will discover that tackling old pain makes room for promise and the chance to begin again. Cool. Okay, so let's just start off with an overview. What is everybody's opinion of the book? Let's just start from the left. Sweet. Aw. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was it was a good, quick read. Uh, easy characters. Me too. I liked it too. There was really good people and really bad people. Ours? It was nice escape literature from day-to-day stuff. Yeah, and quick. I think yeah. we all agreed it was yeah. a quick read. Yes. And character. So it... I think one reason it was easy, an easy read, is because we had the one narrator. Mm-hmm. And I think that over this last year, that's become important to all of us. Because we got so confused in that book with the, like, oh, now we can't remember the name of Improvement. Uh, that was, each chapter was a different narrator, different point of view. And it, it was really hard to follow. <laughs> It was almost like reading every book was like a new, new, every chapter was like a new book. Mm-hmm. This was very, there's a lot of continuity and easy to read. I read it like two afternoons and, and it's still a 300 page book. It's still like oh. a hefty novel. So she's the Rita Awards. Let's talk about that for a minute. Have any of y'all ever read Rita Awards? Had you ever heard of the Rita Awards? I hadn't had either. I'm sure I've read some. I read I'm a bunch sure of these kinds some. of romances. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, like fiction, but uh-huh. like with a romantic theme. Anyway, I didn't know there was a specific award for this. So there's 13 awards, but then a specific award for a fiction, mainstream fiction with a romantic theme, which actually, come on. I mean, most fiction has a romantic theme. Most, yes, definitely. <laughs> I thought it was cute. But not as lighthearted as I originally intended, because I thought that we would do for the holidays, for Thanksgiving, Christmas, we would not do like a big, heavy uh, New York Times, like think about a lot book. Um, and it was that, but it had, it did have some heavy themes in it. So our main character has had some bad things happen to her. 
So the book we're discussing today is Now That You Mention It by Kristen Higgins, and that's Kristen with an A-N, because I kept typing it in wrong with an I-N, and Higgins, H-I-G-G-I-N-S. Do you wonder why she titled it that? What do you think that title? How does the title relate oh. to the book? Oh, Becky went right to the title. Um, Now That You Mention It. What do y'all think? What's she referring to? Because she didn't want, because she didn't, she had the bad thing that happened to her and she wouldn't say, this is what I think. And y'all can disagree, please, and discuss. Because she had a bad thing happen to her and she didn't want to, she didn't call it what it was. She said the big bad, what did she call it? The big big bad bad awful or big bad event. Big bad event. And she didn't want to mention it. I think it's because there's a lot of buried stuff in everybody's backgrounds even the mother and the yeah. father oh, yeah. and the sisters and the and it all yeah. comes out i like that yeah yeah we never well, did really find mention that yeah maybe this happened mm-hmm. <laughs> i wonder what happened to the twin that made him one so bad and one so nice. oh i think it was obvious okay so let's talk characters yeah. so Obvious to me, whatever. What am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> Our main characters, Nora, Scupper Island. What like off the it's off the coast of Maine. They're Mainers. Uh-huh. I like the accent. I like that she wrote in an accent uh-huh. yes. when she could when they said like when her mom was talking, she switched and she she wrote phonetically what that uh-huh. would sound like. Because that is a very distinct accent. Very distinct. So the Mainas. Yeah. The Mainas. <laughs> the Mainas. And uh uh, I like the description of her lobster rolls, too. <laughs> One of my favorite foods. Um, but anyway, so she's our main character. She has this first bad thing that happens to her, which is not the worst thing that's happened to her, but it's bad. And this is the part that I think was the light romantic comedy part. Like I could see like a Hallmark movie. She steps off the curb and gets hit by a pest control van. The big bug on top. Mm-hmm. Is it called the Bean Town? Bean the Beantown Bug Killer. <laughs> the Beantown <laughs> Bug Killers. Okay. And she's going to get pizza for all her doctor friends. Yes, she didn't want to go get it anyway. Yeah, yeah she's, she's trying to be she nice. Yeah. But she was off duty. Like, squashed by a bug. She's codependent. <laughs> yes, very codependent. Um, wants to be liked. Wants to be, yeah. So she's yes. going to go get pizza and she steps off the curb and the bug truck hits her. Which, so there's a metaphor there, but I'm not sure what it is. She's not a bug. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah, not a bug. But it is a good image. I was thinking about that. Like, it is a, in a TV show or a movie, mm-hmm. it would be a good. It's very vis- comedic. Yes, very comedic and kind and very visual, the way it was described. Mm-hmm. So that happens to her. So she's hurt. She wakes up in the hospital bed. Thinks she's dead. Thinks she's dead. But yet her boyfriend is, is hitting on the nurse. <laughs> and yes. They think she's passed out still. Yeah. So that's he bad. To break up with her. Said that he'd been, he wanted to, he had been thinking been about breaking up for yeah. a while. And yeah. so she had to hear that too. That's sad. So we got the breakup. I mean, first we have the um, injury, injury, then, then the betrayal of the boyfriend in the emergency room. <laughs> so she decides to go home. That all seemed extremely realistic to me. I mean, it was such for the bug truck. Just, having an accident and then just wanting to go and and then finding out that your boyfriend is <laughs> but then he sure. was so kind to her after the accident i mean he took care all, of her it was all you know? fake it was all fake yeah so. like she believed, she was like yeah i think at one point even she said it, yes that's true but why were you caressing her hair exactly. over me yeah. over my body over my dead body <laughs> so there's there's a lot of 
That was very lighthearted, yes. actually, all yes. of that. Even the betrayal was a little bit lighthearted. So maybe she doesn't see everything. Maybe she doesn't pay attention. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. See what you want to see. Yeah. I see that. And then as a codependent. So she goes home to Maine. So we're in Maine. We meet the most interesting characters of her mother. What's that person's Prince name? Prince. Mother's friend. Stuart is the last name. But what's the mom's name? Sharon Stewart. Sharon. Thank mm-hmm. you. Sharon and uh, Poe. Poe. And Poe's, that's a cute name. One wonders if that was for Edgar Allan Poe. I did. Uh, but still a cute girl name. Uh, or the tink, uh, the Teletubby. And then uh, <laughs> you can tell I had kids in the early 2000s. <laughs> Her old friends. where she was, She's going to run into a lot of people and that's going to cause a lot of plot furthering of the plot to find out about her she's going to run into old high school it's a little tropey yeah i'm going to run into these people and she's also like the person the kid who got out and hasn't wanted to be home so dr superior yes so will we find out about her when she's there i'm just gonna we're just gonna run through the synopsis so of course there's a guy there that she we have the unrequited love story that there was a guy she really thought was cute, but he was really mean to her. But he has a twin brother. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. Didn't say if they were all identical twins, did it? And then the I drama they, I ensues. They were identical. I thought they were identical. Maybe they were. Yeah, they I don't were. know. I like they were. Not in their actions. <laughs> Not in, in their, their actions, but and then like I mean, personality-wise, you could tell them apart. But I think. Go ahead. Well, a character that was hard of hearing. You don't have that all the time. I like that. Yeah. Made it real. Right. Learning to. But it was from the accident, you know. That she felt like she caused. Right. So I'm going to read at the end of the book, there actually were a four book club discussion. So like, we're going to follow the rules for a minute and read these book club questions that someone somewhere came up with. Now that you mention it starts off with Nora being hit by a vehicle crossing the street. It's an event that has her taking stock of her life, as one does, she says. Why do you think that moment and not the home invasion caused her to reevaluate? Have you ever stopped to reassess where your life was heading, relationship and career? And was it triggered by a surprising event like Nora's? Well, I, I think the reason after the home invasion, she had a place to go. She thought Bobby was there to take care of her. And then after the bug van hit her, she had nothing. She had nowhere to go. She couldn't go back with Bobby because he was hitting on her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. <laughs> she was just that was her yeah. only option. That's a good answer. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he took her in. <laughs> yeah, and mm-hmm. cared for her so tenderly, and it, it took their relationship to another level. They had been kind of in a group mm-hmm. dynamic before with their relationship, and the home invasion. Yeah, she was still a them, single woman right, with her own apartment. Right. So and the home invasion moved their relationship to a totally different level. So she was at a very needy point. It was very yeah, real- he got very tired yes. of that, didn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very realistic to me that you would want to switch everything about your life right. after a traumatic event. And then, yeah, never go back in that apartment. Mm-hmm. So I, she I reevaluated things. Yeah. But is it truly just because she had nowhere to go? Or do you think she was just like, yeah, she, I think she was kind of, it was the last straw. Oh, yeah. I don't think she would have gone back home because she hadn't for 15 years. And her mother was not real. And her mother. Loving and feeling. It was not like welcoming at all. I liked her 
pragmatism. Yeah. I did like that. But yeah, she was a little cold. It came across as cold. Okay, so next question. Nora divides her life into before and after. Before she won the Perez Scholarship and after. So the Perez, we'll stop there for a second. The Perez Scholarship is the some rich guy from her high school gives to a kid every year to go to Tufts, which is a great school in Boston. The student with the highest grade point. Highest GPA. In high yes. yeah. Do you think that a person can completely start over? What does Nora carry from the island that both hurts and helps her? Can you start over? I think yes. 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 You start over. Well, you, but you don't. You're still going to carry that stuff, and she sure. did. Mm-hmm. I mean, she felt guilty about. I mean, she worked so hard to win that scholarship, and she thought she had edged him out by just mere points on the GPA. Yeah. Uh, the boy she loved. Was it, it was but satisfying it was to her. It was satisfying when she ran into the oh, old yeah. teacher and they're like, no, he had the B. Yeah, you he had it. Yeah. You didn't have to do that extra, extra credit. credit. I know. Mm-hmm. I thought, but rats. she worked so hard to do that extra credit. And that shows determination too. And she was very, carry it, yeah. Carry because the other boy, his family had money to go to school. She had mm-hmm. no way off the island except the scholarship. So I think that a lot of people divide their life like that. Oh, Yes. Before, well, and it's also a division of childhood and adulthood, uh, high school graduation. A lot of people, and both my kids have just recently graduated from high school, and they're like, why are we going to have a party? That's something they should have to do. And I'm like, you're not really, I mean, you are celebrating, and it's good that that they got through high school. But it's, to me, it's more of a milestone. Now you're an adult. Not only are you 18, but you're also fully educated. Sort of. <laughs> you, sort of. You think you are. Starting a new. <laughs> Go on. Society sees you as educated. Um, and you're supposed to, you can, you know, do all adult Start things. really taking responsibility for yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Vote, get an apartment, all that stuff. Although, Study more. <laughs> yeah, if you're going on. So I thought that's a big dividing line for a lot of people in their lives is school anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. So hers is before and after. But if she hadn't got the scholarship, I, I don't know what would have what, what, what happened to her. Well, yeah. she's a pretty determined person. She's a pretty determined fictional character. Yes, <laughs> yes she is. Definitely. There wouldn't have been a very good story if she hadn't got the scholarship. It was arranged that way. So specific <laughs> things. Can y'all think of what she carries from the island that both hurts and helps her? I think that it, it helps her that she's had to work so hard. Mm-hmm. She's goal-oriented. Just very, Medical just school is hard. Determined. She'll do whatever it takes. Kindness. She's a kind person. She's so kind. The people are so mean to her. Bedside manner, man. Yeah. She was, you know, she was a larger girl. She was picked on. She was bullied in school. And uh, she, she just remade herself when she mm-hmm. went to college. But she still really wanted to please. But she wanted, yeah. Like she went out to get the pizza when it shouldn't be her job. She still really wanted to be, to please people and be accepted and to be part of the group. And she still kind of like felt like an obligation to her mother. Mm -hmm. Whereas I don't think that she, if you really look at that from the outside, I'm not sure that her mother and sister felt much of an obligation to her. True. No, I don't think so. So she had, she had a kinder. She's very sweet. But she got that from somewhere. From the island. I don't know. Maybe not from not, her dad. Not from her dad, but well, he, she thought she got it from her dad because she thought her he dad just a, loved her. And he might have been that way without his really bipolarism. Right. He just had a disease. Yeah. 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 Who did she take after anyway? 
I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Dad don't know. might have been a sweet, kind person, but she, she had just, Yeah, the bipolar. younger sister got the inherited the bipolarism. But, but is that a thing? Sweet. She was mean. Yeah. Is it inherited? Well, yeah, it, genetics. It's can more likely to happen. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know if it was random or. Um, okay, so number three. A home invasion is every woman's nightmare and something most of us have imagined. Nora struggles with what she's always thought she'd do in this type of situation and the reality of just surviving the ordeal. It's a pivotal scene in the book. Discuss how differently. Oh, well, this is we need to talk about the home. I thought it was written really well. I did, too. Like that mm-hmm. whole home invasion. It was very scene. intense. So, And it was written like your brain would think of things like you. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have a lot of words mm-hmm. and you would, but you would be thinking a million different things. Yeah. But the question is, discuss how differently Bobby and Sullivan react to it. <laughs> what an odd question. Mm. I don't really care <laughs> how they reacted. I'm more interested in what she did, but sure. Okay. Let's go with the book club question. Bobby needs to be the white knight mm-hmm. and get, right. he, oh, yeah. he, he still gets something out of that to help her. And because everybody tells him how great he's being probably part of him also just, he's probably, he's not a bad person. He's just um, selfish. He's pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) Look at me. I'm Nora. I'm like, he's not a bad person. (laughs) Yeah, no, He's a bad person. Um, Wake up. (laughs) And Sullivan is just much more empathetic. He puts the emphasis on her, not how it makes him. He just really, Feels for her. He does. Sullivan he so uh, he definitely like. I think the first thing he's like really quiet, and then he just says, "Wow, you're really brave." Yes. Yeah. This is a nice reaction. Mm-hmm. Um. So they're different dudes. I can't believe the police could not find that attacker. Surely there was DNA. That was exciting. Well, it is fiction, but it didn't work for the author. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and it so sort of, and that also. Later on when she signed, that was yeah. part yeah. I think that did. She could have captured him. Yeah, yeah, I know. That, there would have been a little bit of resolution there yeah. if she had, when she saw him in the Surely park. that kind of guy's done it before. Or, it yeah. DNA Wonder. Or something. Uh, yeah, like when she goes by and the guy's like, oh, we have cameras and everything now. Yeah. That'll never happen yeah. again. I'm yeah. like, whatever. You can yeah. shoot out a camera. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you're up to no good, you're up to no good. She uh, sure was on the ball when she spotted him. Yeah. Yeah. That that's one thing I've always told Price's management. Uh my before before what do you mean? Like before the she, ferry? When she saw him. Before she's yeah, getting on the ferry and she sees him there. I was thinking more about like the bad feeling she got when she was in the store and saw him. Because I've always told like my daughter and her friends, like, if you have like a feeling don't worry yeah. about being silly or asking or someone to or, walk you to yeah. your car. Mm-hmm. A gentleman will not mind mm-hmm. if you feel safer asking for help or a, someone to walk with you. It's the person. You're not going to hurt a gentleman's feelings if you don't feel safe walking home alone. Or someone looks at you and you turn around and walk the other way. Don't worry about their feelings. Mm-hmm. But also that gut instinct. So I thought that was interesting that she included that. That even when she got to her apartment and she thought she was safe, she was still on edge. Mm. Right. Yeah. She knew something wasn't right. It, it just didn't feel right. Yeah. It's important. 
But she went through and checked everything, and everything looked. Mm-hmm. I mean, Except he for the had shower done curtain. The but shower that's a, that's like a horror movie. He had, crazy. It, he had done it before. He yeah. Oh just, yeah. This guy on a one-time deal. It was definitely a horror, like horror movie, like hiding in the, mm-hmm. somebody hiding in the shower, jumping out at yeah. you. That takes Good it start. out of the Hallmark oh, yeah. level. That, that was definitely not a Hallmark moment. James Patterson level. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Scary. Okay, so now we talk about who I think is an interesting character is Nora's mother, mm-hmm. Sharon Stewart. Nora's Sharon mo- Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> Nora's mother is a capable woman, and though Nora doesn't feel close to her, she admires her. What do you think of Sharon Stewart and some of the decisions she made during her daughter's childhood? Let's talk about mom. Let's blame oh. it all on her. She was capable, but I did not like. I thought she's very cold. I couldn't believe him. I thought she's just mean to her daughter, to Nora. To sweet Nora. Nora. Sweet Nora. Lack of emotional intelligence. No EQ. The baby is always the favorite, don't you know? You know, and I was thinking about her on, on the way here, and I was like, as, as a single mom, you know, raising kids. I didn't ever badmouth their daddy. I thought they'll figure out if he's a bad guy or not on their own. That is very mature. <laughs> you know, I uh, bite my tongue a few times, but, you know, that that's what I chose not to do. Obviously, that's what she chose not mm-hmm. to do also. But she didn't, I mean, you know, we told our kids we weren't getting along and we were going to get a divorce and not just walk out and never appear in their life again. Yeah, it was a traumatic event that was, I don't think it was recognized I mean, the girls properly. just had no mm-hmm. resolution or anything. I mean, their dad just disappeared. So he walked out. She was, our main character was seven, eight. Does that sound right? Or maybe yeah. even a little older. Maybe a little older, but not much. And so the younger sister Maybe was Lily was seven or eight. Maybe she was ten. Yeah, yeah, nine or ten. Older enough to remember. More good mm-hmm. than bad. And the little one remembered bad and, and ends up in jail. Yeah. And then to find out that the mom knew the dad had been dead all these years. Yeah. I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. She hadn't mm-hmm. told him. That's just mean. She was real. It's a conventional author way of kind of taking the easy way out on hiding something. Kill off the characters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. And keep a secret. Uh, yeah. I think so. A secret. I think it would have been harder to do. The other way, maybe. Yeah, if she well, like, right, the plot wouldn't have furthered very much if she had known. Oh, my dad's dead. And then right. there wouldn't have been like any subplots. Well, yeah, I mean, the searching that. for her dad, and I, yeah. I guess she had hired private detectives yeah. more than once, and mm-hmm. she wouldn't ask her mom questions because her mom just shut, shut down, down, would not yeah. answer anything. Yeah, some of that so. is pretty. Realistic. Well, yeah. I mean, there are definitely <laughs> families that would hand and skeletons would in the closet that, that we don't way. talk about. Oh, yeah. And I appreciate your single mother story, but even as a married mother, I still try not to talk bad about my husband. Well, yeah. Like I mean, <laughs> so why was mom afraid of coming out so much? Oh, yeah. So she oh, is yeah. gay. So we need, need to include that. Um, so Bray knows what we're talking about. That she didn't. She, we don't. Nora doesn't find it out until pretty far into the book that. Because she's trying to set her up. Because she thinks she needs. It's time for her to have a keeper, companionship, a partner. <laughs> I could see. Yeah. I could see Nora if she was gay having more trouble coming out than her mom mm-hmm. to someone younger, because it's more accepted upon younger generations. Well, yeah, and I, I guess maybe just mom's generation is what 
made it. But she said the whole town knew when she. I know. Yeah, everybody everybody knew. knew. But don't tell Nora. Yeah, (laughs) and you don't talk about it. Yeah, yeah. They suspected maybe, but she didn't ever probably say it aloud. How would you hide a relationship like that in a small town? Well, and didn't. And wasn't Donna living with her until Poe came? But yeah, until the kid came. Yeah, I think everybody knew. I like Sully said he knew. Yeah. Yeah. I like Poe, the character, too. I like yes. her. She's a very good, written, well-written teenager. She, she is. Yes. Uh, all the things, like, yeah, the, with the, all those. Attitude, drama. Which are all layers to cover up mm-hmm. and protect. Uh, but then when you get down to it, they're just a kid. I like I liked that relationship. That was the most, actually, of all of, I didn't even like the relationship she had, that Nora had with, Bobby or Sullivan. I didn't really care about Sullivan. I'm like, hey, he's a nice guy. He's deaf mm-hmm. and it's all good. But he was very one dimensional. He was, a yeah. he was just yeah. the nice guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Bobby was just the bad guy. Yeah. He wasn't very layered either, was he? Didn't. But I did. But I like Poe because she was complicated. And I like lesbian mom because she was a little bit complicated too. <laughs> oh, I just- Even I don't like I I can't say like, but I thought she was interesting. Well Well done. Yeah, like I could see that. I could see that, Mayna. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of liked the hospital uh, uh, friend that started dating Bobby. Gloria, Gloria. she was interesting. Yeah, she was mad. She was that girl. We're all mad. I was really yeah. When she just didn't even listen to Nora's story about what happened. And yeah. just accepted whatever Bobby had said. I, was, I think I would yeah. have tried harder to tell her. Well, yeah, and then Nora didn't try very hard. She didn't try very hard. Well, She's she like, wasn't I just don't that care. kind of person. Actually, yeah. that's a good quote, and I didn't highlight it in the nook because uh, so I could go back to it. But when she says, like, she's like, oh, I tell, try to tell her, you know. But there's a lot of freedom in just not caring. I don't <laughs> care about those people. Yeah, I was like, that's good though. That is good. She's maybe had some cognitive therapy. <laughs> yeah. She'd been through a lot. Well, yeah. Getting healthier. She's like, fine, you can have him. I'm not going to mess with you. I'm only, no- well, you're a new friend, right? Yeah. It's not like yeah. it. That's, now, yeah, I wonder. It's not like, yeah. but it was a new friend. It I wonder if it had been an old friend, if that would have, if she would have written that differently. Like it would have played maybe. out differently. It made more sense. Somebody with a, a relationship. Yeah. She would do that. Um, so she's a, we haven't really talked about Nora. She is a doctor. She is a gastroenterologist, and so when she does go back to this island, she's working in the clinic, and Gloria is her friend who ends up dating her ex-boyfriend, which is coincidence. Coincidence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Contrived, would you but say? I, I knew that's what <laughs> was happening. That one, I, that, I figured that out. Yeah, when they were talking Wait, about him. So, do, oh, well, so we'll stop right there and talk. How do y'all feel about those Harry Potter references? Are y'all Harry Potter? Uh, I'm like yeah. probably the yeah. Harry Potter person. No, <laughs> yeah. no. Oh. Yeah, I thought they were fun. A- a- any kind of pop culture references, yeah. I think, are kind of fun to read in in literature. And I have a kid who's super into Harry Potter, so I've had to be. I mean, it was weird because I introduced her to it, and then she far exceeded me. Like one year, we were playing with the Harry Potter trivia game, and she just smoked us all. Um, and she was like fourteen. Um, <laughs> so Nora could have been a good contestant in that game. Exactly. Yeah. So I thought it was it was kind. Of, that's that really is how they talk. Those are their touchstone references, like when. Like for relationships and mm-hmm. he, the the houses, he's a Slytherin or a Gryffindor and all that. Oh like, yeah, people talk like yeah. that. Yes, oh, yeah. they do. I thought I I, I got that. asked that today. What I was? What's I your house? Talk. Okay, so let's talk about that. What's your house? I'm, Patrick? Hufflepuff. I'm Hufflepuff. You're a Hufflepuff. Okay. 
I, I no, don't know. You don't know? Okay. Nobody else knows? Yeah. Um, Alex is a Ravenclaw. That's my daughter. And my son <laughs> is a Slytherin. Uh-huh. <laughs> but not really. That's he wants to be a Slytherin, but we all think he's really more Hufflepuff. <laughs> well, tell us what. <laughs> and that mom means. is a Gryffindor. Tell us what that um, means. I'm a Gryffindor, and my husband is too. So Gryffindors are like brave and loyal and smart, but not like overly not too smart. Um, Hufflepuffs are are smart, but they don't have the brave part. They're more bookish. Um, Slytherins are bad. <laughs> Or not even that they're clever. Bad. Yeah, clever. they're more uh, conniving, devious. I would there say devious and yes. conniving. And then uh, what's the Ravenclaw? I don't know. They're adventurous, right? Yeah, Ravenclaw. more adventurous. Yeah, I think. Um, with a little dose of that Griffin. They're like Griffin. They're probably closer they're closer to, to Gryffindor, Gryffindor than the others. Yeah, fun. Okay, <laughs> next question. Nora feels a sense of failure in her relationship with her sister and wants to connect with Poe almost to make up for it. Did Poe remind you of any teenagers in your life? 50%. (laughs) I don't have any teenagers in my life, thank goodness. I think she reminds us a lot of a lot of teenagers. She's good. I thought she was very typical. Oh, very typical. But um, definitely. a new, a layered approach, like right. we already talked about. Yeah, I mean, she'd had a very hard life, obviously. Mm-hmm. Her, I don't think she'd ever been taken by CPS, but I think probably she came real close to it more than once. Yeah, I think that was like a point of pride was, for yeah. Nora's younger sister to Lily uh, to like, no, my kid's never been taken away. It was almost there was one conversation in there that was yeah. like that. She's not, no, I've, you know, she's never been taken. I mean, like that's your baseline. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she moved around a lot because she said that's the longest she's lived in any one place mm-hmm. with her grandmother. And that was and that less was than like, a year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Really hard. Less than a year. So the next question, the theme of female friendship is a strong one in this book, as is the idea of a family of choice. Though Nora wishes she could be close with her sister, Lily doesn't cooperate. What did you think of Lily as a sister, daughter, and mother? Selfish. Spoiled baby Drucky. of the family. Very selfish. Yeah. Because Nora tried so, uh, Nora loved her so much. You kind of wondered about it. You know, why? Why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. Why do <laughs> you love this well, mean girl? Not just, love not just, just being, she was why she loved her, but school. how she loved yeah. her. Like the, the, the relentless letter writing yeah. and. Oh, you I mean, will love me back. Yeah, it seemed yeah. to let that part. I was like, mm, no, like if it's not reciprocated, I, mean, I how wouldn't. How long do you do it? I wouldn't. Right. Do it. And, I mean, she. Had, how long do you try? She yeah. just kept trying. I've, I've, and the only thing I thought about Nora at that point was she's so young. <laughs> let her be 45 and she won't try so hard anymore yeah. for people who don't try back. Yeah. That's, you know. There has to be. You have to learn to distance yourself. Well, and, and part of the boundaries. Boundaries, yes. She had a journey okay. from codependence to less codependence. <laughs> Nora, <laughs> yes, not yeah. much of a yeah. journey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, I actually kind of like that. The mirror, holding a mirror up, which is sort of just getting older and being more discerning, right? And I just kept thinking, gosh, she's not, she shouldn't put up with the being treated like that. Like she's, her sister's in jail. I mean, 
she doesn't even deserve your postcard if she and she told the mom don't write me tell tell Nora not to write me or call not to write me anymore mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you can't make this stuff up <laughs> <laughs> hmm. okay. what if Lily didn't really want to hear a letter from her it seems like any letter would be better, be better than nothing if you're sitting in jail. Don't you think she was it. embarrassed? I think she was embarrassed by... Here's somebody else having her. to raise her child because yeah. she... Okay, but, yeah, but how embarrassed could she be? Because then she gets in a fight and mm-hmm. shanks someone in yeah. prison. And I'm, I was thinking, yeah, no, if you... you know, she's definitely mentally ill. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. We're, forget, we're forgetting that. Yeah. So there's no logic. Gone from party girl to prison girl. Yeah. Yeah. That, ugh. Okay, so that question actually got to Lily, but it's, I don't know about these questions, but it started with the theme of female friendship and family of choice. But I think the stronger one is she, Nora talks a lot about her friend from Boston, and then when she gets there, she wants to make girlfriends, and then she wants to have, like, friends over and have dinner parties, and and she needs, and then she talks about, like, her mom, before she knows her mom's a lesbian. (laughs) That she really likes her mom's friend, Donna. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And those names, come on. Those are just very stereotypical names. She's so short. Sharon and Donna. <laughs> anyway, I thought we could have tried harder on the, those the, names, the, uh, Kristen. She, she, <laughs> she'll find. Yeah. What was the. Uh, not, she Zhao Wang. There, there you go. Oh, that was a good Wang. name. She yeah. Zhao Wang. It was a little stereotypical. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. So, but she wants to have female friends. Well, but and, she thought it, it turned. She thought because she Lang, she was Chinese, that she had this fabulous GPA and would have been oh another competitor her. for the scholarship. Yeah, for the scholarship, and it turns out that she wasn't a good student. She was like she didn't have she could do what math was the mom? And science, and then but she wasn't yeah. good enough. Oh, another stereotype. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's yeah. lots of tropes was, in this, aren't there? It was a there? very stereotypical. It, that makes it easy, though. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. We can keep up with it. Yeah. Chinese girl oh, yeah, goes Chinese to school. Girl she's good at math science. and science. She's got so I don't have smart. to think. Yeah. She's, she's not going to surprise me. She the Boston yeah. players. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to the next bad question. So, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the questions? <laughs> I don't much care for these questions. Uh, the New York Times should have done these questions. Then we would have been really deep and sad. <laughs> it just wasn't a deep book. No. So seven, uh, Sullivan Fletcher carries the effects from an accident without complaint. He, this, that's one of the things that makes him Should sexy. it have been O'Malley? Marshmallow. <laughs> O'Malley, Shaughnessy. <laughs> yes. Fletcher. He says at one point that some people are better at handling loss than others. Yeah. His uh-huh. brother, on the other hand, can't move on. What do you think Sullivan was better at? Why do you think Sully was better adjusted than his twin and mother, who was a real witch? Oh, she's like, so like knocking Nora off into the water? She's horrible. And that's weird. Like, I've been up there, um, like Cape Cod area, and like the tide comes in, you're good. But the tide goes out, you're going to have a head injury mm-hmm. if you push, oh, yeah. or a broken ankle or something, if you push someone into the water. That was a little extreme. A creation of drama and plot moving. Anyway, why was Sully better adjusted? What in his life and past might have been different from Luke? We haven't said Luke. Luke's the twin, other twin's name. Luke's the bad twin. But he Sullivan's the good twin. Another stereotype. Luke was. 
Well, yeah. but wasn't Sully an the good and too? the evil? But I think but, Luke was the better, and Luke had better grades. Luke right. was the yeah, better I mean, student, um, up to a point, and obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke just didn't handle not being number one. Do you think that was because he was spoiled by his mother? More, I think more because he was ego. Yeah, his mother's his, fault. He just had a big yeah. He always tie it back to a, the mother. He had a huge ego, and he had to be the best. Probably, uh, like sports. I said, I didn't think much of the male characters. They were all pretty one-dimensional. Yeah. Um, so Sullivan's the good guy. Luke's the bad guy. And like to take his brother off and have that accident, which Nora always felt responsible for. Yeah, because they went out. But it, because she, he had said if he didn't, he had told her if he didn't win the scholarship. It's too bad that Sharon didn't know about any of that and take a hand and go, look, kid, this isn't your fault. Exactly. These people but make their own choices. Not. I mean, I don't think it even was. There's a one dimensionalness to Sharon yeah. in the previous, not yeah. in the current, no. but in the previous. But, she was not excited that she won that scholarship that was going to pay for her future. Future, yeah. I mean, to, to become a doctor. She wasn't proud of the fact she was a doctor. And when she went back, they were like... Yeah, like she got like the one pat on the shoulder. Yeah, Good for you. you know, like when she went back to the island after being gone for 15 years, she's a doctor, a well-respected doctor. And everybody's like, Sharon has another daughter? You're not the one that was in jail? You're not the pretty one? You're not the... Yeah. yeah that was terrible. Eh. I just okay. was like... Ah. So I think it, overall, I would say the female characters were written a lot better than the male characters. Yeah. I felt mm-hmm. like I didn't... Like all of them, even the guy she tries to set up with the mom. They need a yeah. goodwill hunting group of males. No. Well, I yeah. need that. <laughs> no. I mean, you're going to put your snack up here on layaway. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The book begins with what, this is the last of these horrible questions. The book begins with what Nora thinks is a near-death experience. Her encounter with Luke at the end of the book when he, it's another home invasion. Yeah. Yeah. How is she different at the end of the story? Um, And how did she change? There's a little evolution. She's stronger and she's (laughs) physically and, and mentally and spiritually. The first invasion just, I mean, she just went into herself, I think. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that kept her going was that Bobby took care of her and she had her job, mm-hmm. which I she handled the attack by Luke so much better. She was she was stronger and gonna like recovered from it. She evolved as a character. Yeah, I felt you know that she recovered from that. Attack. So, what do y'all much think better. about reading another? Rita award-winning book. Um, I'm I'm underwhelmed, but I didn't hate it. <laughs> I read um, another Kristen Higgins, and it was very similar. So stereotypes and sappy, plot, like, but an easy mm-hmm. read, and you know, at the end of it, you feel good about it. Yeah, but yeah. the narration, well, the, you know, the homework for a minute, like kind people. of thing. I thought that right. I did not have a problem with the writing style at all. Like the I thought the narration's well. fun. Yeah. The yeah. the the uh, language is fun. Way better than <laughs> last <laughs> book. Well, definitely some more fun. <laughs> like I don't think those gay cowboys are out there talking about what <laughs> Harry Potter well, house they were. In. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I liked I liked it. I just it's kind of like we're like yeah, it's a nice little story. It ended. Had a happy ending. She gets you the didn't guy. Know how it was going to end. Yeah, we get. There's a there is a little epilogue. So she ends up with 
Sullivan. Shock. Luke ends up in jail. Put the bad guy in jail. Marry the good guy. Niece comes to live with you. This is the paragraph at the end of the movie. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Here's the happy end. The resolution. (laughs) Which, so aside from the home invasion and all that, which actually was pretty interesting, it sort of was what I expected and what I wanted for this time of year for us because everybody's got their own like very if it could have just been complicated thing with Santa then that would just be <laughs> especially a, uh, a Christmas oh, Luke, what am I saying <laughs> Sullivan Sullivan could have Sullivan could have been Santa yeah yeah when they had the par- you know the the town the boat parade the boat or parade. whatever right. it was supposed to be summer but right. yeah just change that to December there you go and uh, Sullivan is sexy Santa then you have your Hallmark movie. <laughs> Yeah, probably some of hers have been made into movies. So can that's our, our standard questions? Who would play these characters? Can y'all see it as a TV show movie? It's a Hallmark movie. It's definitely. a Hallmark movie. I don't think it's, it's a, a big rom com. It's a little more a little intense, more intense yeah. than a Hallmark, but maybe rom-com. a lifetime movie. <laughs> <laughs> One step up. There you go. Yeah. Maybe a lifetime, not a Hallmark. Oh yeah, yeah. Life, lifetime. Yeah. There is a lot more violence. Yes. Yes. They. <laughs> I hear. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Hallmark is lifetime light. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, I kind of see like, like the lifetime movie. Uh, so one time I had a friend and I was telling her about some problems that I was having and she was like, Trish, it's okay. Valerie Bertinelli will be you in the lifetime. movie." <laughs> <laughs> that was back when Valerie Bertinelli was in. A lot a of lot, lifetime yes, movies. Yes. Um, cooking. <laughs> <laughs> so I can see 20 years ago her being Nora. A younger Reese Witherspoon might have done Yeah. That. Somebody like that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Somebody kind of sweet. Candace had Cameron be- Bure would be. Kristen yeah. Stewart for Someone the troubled teenager. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She's a vampire or <laughs> out of control teen. Uh and the guys are just so like I can't tell you. I couldn't even tell you what color hair do they have. They're twins, and I can't. I don't have a physical good looking, idea. But that's all yeah. we know. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. have a physical description of them it except matter. for the vampire teeth. <laughs> that was <laughs> he cute. did the vampire teeth. <laughs> that was a cute touch. Yes, mm-hmm. which might have been a difference in there. One way you could tell them apart. I think it was because they yeah. were identical, except you knew it was. He smiled, and his incisors were pointy. Yeah. Which was how we told a set of twins at a high school apart was their teeth. Their teeth? Huh. It tells you there's some fiction for every I mean, really, occasion, though, doesn't it? One tooth was broken one indeed. way and one the other. Indeed. So, yeah. Indeed. Like, I don't want to think. I just want to <laughs> yeah. lay in the bathtub. Yeah. No, I, to me, it was like a travel book. Like, yeah. I'm going to yeah. get on the plane. And I need something to read for a couple hours yes. that will be absorbing. Uh-huh. Um, and I won't think about I want to be distracted, but not sure. intense. Yeah, yeah. But I don't want to have to be like. Really, I'm not, and I don't want to cry on the plane. <laughs> uh, oh, the only time I cried was when I laughed when she killed that stupid the bird. bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to talk about the bird because that's a great scene. That's a great scene. Um, so the mom had now, so the you can go back to the mom a little bit and talk about her because she definitely uh, was an interesting mom, but and she we didn't talk about the hug therapy, no, so. It's a thing, is it? It's a, really, it's, it's real. Really and so you don't, and you don't have to be like a a, a licensed therapist. They don't have to a license hugs. for hug therapy at this moment. As far as <laughs> um, so the mom is a very cold and closed off person and is not physically affectionate, and yet is running a hug therapy group and even lets people sleep in her living room. So she hugs them for twenty seconds. There's like a timer, yeah, which a timer. is very cool. Yeah. 
and then tells them, you're a good person. You try hard. Which are very motherly things to say. But she doesn't say them to But she not to Nora. Yeah. To but, but if it's not typical in that town for people to get that, maybe hug therapy really is needed there. True. Like if it's a kind of a coarser place to live. Mm-hmm. That Nora. sounds very blue collar. Yeah, versus, you know, yeah. here mm-hmm. where people are, please, thank you, and good day, good morning. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And so the bird. So she has this bird that she loves that she lets, like, eat out of her mouth and stuff. Like, it's a parakeet. Is it a parakeet? Yeah. A canary? Yeah, a canary. I picture a small, annoying bird. I picture Tweety Bird. Yeah, Tweety Bird, exactly. Because it's named Tweety. Little yellow. Little yellow Tweety Bird. That name is a stereotype. Exactly. (laughs) Very much. (laughs) But, okay, so Nora acts, the bird acts, and I don't know if a bird would do that. But it was fly funny. into the oven. I don't think yeah. a bird would I don't, fly into the oven. I don't oven. either. But but it was funny. It was funny. But then it wasn't dead. I but love that, that part. It's just roasting. <laughs> it was just, <laughs> and then she hit it with that shovel, and it was just. <laughs> and what did she call it, Lazarus? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lazarus came back. Attacked her. Okay, that was funny. That's a good scene. So, yes. so she has ability to write really good action scenes. Yes. Both good and she has fun in her yeah. description and both good and yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A home invasion and then the killing of a bird. Maybe that maybe there needs to be violence. Yeah. Did anybody listen to it? Yes. Did you listen yes. to it? It was a nice it was a, the the voices were well done. I'd I'd recommend it. Yeah. Any accents? Or yeah. did they have a Mena accent? The the narrator was sounded kind of northern Minnesota. Mom was Boston mm-hmm. and uh and, Boston, and, if, yeah. and you know, whenever anybody does uh, audio, I recommend they look at the print because it, the print looks di- it, it sounds different when you read the mom's stuff. You know the uh, mm-hmm. the, the oh, how, yeah. how they word it or the the language. Hmm. So. Interesting. All right. Well, we don't have a book for January yet. Um, I thought it at the beginning of January we might take ten or fifteen minutes, and uh, everybody could come with like another book that they read, not for book club, but a book, a 2019 book, which so that would be published in probably 2018, Mm. 2019, a book that they really liked. So we can recommend some books because some of the books we've read, we've recommended and some of them we We have definitely not recommended. So come like a teacher, come, (laughs) come prepared. Okay. And we're switching to the second week in the month because that's easier for me. So it'll be uh, January. Maybe the 13th. 13th, I think. Yeah. And we'll talk about that. And then I we will have a book to discuss. I'll try to make it a short one because we haven't, I haven't even looked at award. It's the holiday season. I haven't even looked at award winning books. Anyway, if anyone would like a copy of this, an audio version of this book, they just need to call us here at the recording library, 432-682-2731. Or email Stephanie at recordinglibrary.org or Caitlin, and that's Caitlin with an I, C-A-I-T-L-I-N at recordinglibrary.org, and they will get you an audio version. Thanks for coming, y'all. See you in 2020. Merry Wow. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the Recording Library of West Texas Award-Winning Book Club premiering on the first Thursday of the month at 7 p.m. 
Thanks to our volunteers who participated in today's reading. To listen again, find our show as a podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at our website at recordinglibrary.org.